Chapter 21 Die, Ego, Die A soul was looking down upon me. One eye was gone, one eye was closed, but I felt the presence of someone nearby while a waterfall splashed down in the distance. Water. I could feel the water rushing by even though we were so far away. And if this was the end, then death was like a stream flowing out of this place. We were deep in the forest when the 28th psychopomp laid my body upon a rock and began reciting a ritual. As birth begins, so death do we depart. Head home, my dear soul, go back to the start. Let go at death, this means you've conquered the great fear. This is not the ending, a new beginning is here, said the 28th psychopomp. Wind hushed his voice silent as more animals crept in from the outskirts of the trees. Leaves shuffled beside my ear when a four-legged creature scampered beside my face. A wet nose sniffed my temple before it pressed its head against my neck. It's not gone, but it's not well either. Can we save it? asked the black wolf. His body is done. He's gone as far as he could go, but its mind won't let go yet. It needs to let go, said the 28th psychopomp. Why hold on? He's been destroyed. And how is it even alive? asked the wolf. Don't know, said the psychopomp. Never found a soul quite like his. These animals were speaking of my condition, and their whispers carried with the wind. Why does it have to die? whispered one of the young rabbits. Shh, said its mother. It needs to let go. It suffered enough. All the animals were standing around, and I could feel each presence glowing with the energy of the psychopomp. Like orbs of light dangling around me, each light was housed inside the skin of a body, and each body was unique. Then one familiar creature moved through the crowd when I knew I'd felt his light before. I know this man. We've met, said an opossum. Voices shuffled while the breeze carried the last of the sunlight over the treetops. A dark void was swallowing the sky, and with every passing moment my senses began to slip away. I think its heart is still beating, said the opossum, putting its paw on my chest. I think, I think you should back away, interrupted the psychopomp. I know what happened, and it's better if this one dies. Don't listen to him, whispered the opossum. Hold on if you're still in there. The opossum turned toward the crowd of animals and began to speak. We must do something. Prepare the tiger's ball, and I'll start the sacred om. The voice of the opossum was familiar, like an old friend I hadn't seen in years. Lemon and ginger, said the rats, scurrying into leaves. We know where it grows. Ginseng and sage, whispered the boar as it trotted away. I'll bring the valerian root, said the doves as they flew over the woods. I'll take to the yucca, said the fox, and I'll tell the turtles to bring cattails. Red juniper and hawkweed grows beneath the berries, said the raccoons. We'll be back at once. A mad dash of feet scampered with the west wind. I saw golden seal where the blue corn grows, said the owl. And tell the horses to pull green briar, interrupted the caterpillar. All the animals were hustling. Leaves were trampled in every direction as they set off through the land. We'll carry the water for cleansing, said the pelicans. What else is there, Cicero? asked the black wolf. Cat's claw, ashwagandha, mugwort, aloe, orange orgosi, and St. John's wort, said the opossum. Honey locust wouldn't hurt, and we'll need a plant's last breath out too. The plant's last breath? You mean the stone-cold moss agate, said the wolf. I've heard birds whisper how pebbles settle on the ridge of the mountain. I will go. Then make way. He doesn't have much time, said Cicero. We'll need all of it if there's any hope. The night fell upon me like bedsheets and covers, 
and when the giant black abyss stretched dark over my mind, I felt the opossum's light beside me as I continued to fade. Hold on, whispered Cicero. Can you hold on a little longer? Something was pulling at me now. I thought it was the opossum, but it was tugging at my soul. Beginning in my feet and wrapping itself through the legs, I felt my toes go empty. The emptiness began to roll up through my legs and enter the base of my spine. He's leaving, said the psychopomp. Not yet, said Cicero. Start the alm. There was no mistake when I heard the sacred sound. The vibration started with the opossum beside my ear before tiny insects, crickets, and even earthworms were adding their own distinctive tone. Grasshoppers chimed in, then toads began to chant. The geckos held the flow before the alligators started to pant. My soul held on like the last leaf before winter as the animals came back piling the ingredients together. The opossum mashed his feet and paused over the herbs as smells drifted to my senses. When the remedy was ready, the animals pressed it into a paste before the wolf entered the circle offering up what looked like a plant's breath caught in a clear stone. The breath out, said the wolf, I found the moss agate. The wolf dropped the stone beside the pile and a magnetic pulse shot through the land. My mind sprung open. I was aware of the void sucking me under. They placed the stone above my heart when I heard it beat. Pelicans poured water over the gem, and air spread through my body. The stone was magic, and it gave a breath into my lungs. It's working, said the opossum. Strip the human and apply the remedy, said the wolf. You don't know what it's been through, said the psychopomp. The soul cannot recover once the mind breaks. I see his body fighting, but the mind already cracked. The one is calling him home, and it's too late to bring his body back. But I feel two souls in this man, said Cicero. One was born with the Mokli, but the other is Mahkali Jack. Silence captivated the wind, while a human body lay bare before the stars. The tiger's balm was pressed over my skin, onto every limb, and into every bloody wound, including my missing eye. As the crickets and frogs began to soften their ohm, I began to wonder who was left to take their place. Then the pelicans appeared with more water to replenish every animal's taste. Just as the night was peaking, after none of the creatures dared to quit, I decided that neither could I when the opossum began praying beside my hip. Do you remember how to endure? We can wait, wait and see, whispered Cicero. Mint was seeping through my veins, into every cut, but was it enough? Wet moss was draped over my body before they wrapped me in leaves. Leeches crawled through the dirt and began cleaning the wounds I couldn't see. The ohm, it must go on, said the opossum. If he is to survive the night, the ohm must not stop. Large animals came to lie beside me when the night got cool, and as one species would fade from the ohm, a new pack would chime in while the last group caught their breath. As each pack's contribution ended, another pack of animals would howl through the night. Even when the animals grew weary, a new breed brought the sacred ohm back to life. An offering of hope, a ritual so sincere, but when I couldn't hold on any longer, I knew the ending was here. Then the psychopomp came to stand beside me, and all the animals knew it to be so. I've been home to the source, and there's nothing to be afraid of. Why not let go, said the psychopomp. And what about that, said the opossum, pointing at the giant pyramid across the way. What happens when the humans release their sin into nature? It's happened before. Cicero kept a paw on my chest. Standing between the psychopomp and I, this opossum held his ground when the wind began to howl. Let go, said the 28th psychopomp. 
This man is our only hope, said the Apostle. He's the only creature left to reason with the humans. But I cannot choose who lives and who dies. I'm just a traveler, and I've come to carry the soul home, said the psychopomp. So you've seen the one? You know it to be real, asked the Apostle. It is, said the 28th psychopomp. Then the one can save him. Take him there before it's too late, and the one will revive his body, said Cicero. The animals passed whispers as hope began to grow. You don't understand. I'm a ferryman, but the journey home requires death, said the psychopomp. Now all the animals were silent. But this man must live, said Cicero. I was there inside the pyramid walls, and I've seen what it's like. Death is coming to us all if we don't stand up and fight. Not a cricket spoke when my spirit began curling up through my spine for the very last time. The ohm was gone, and even the air waited still. You're almost there, whispered the psychopomp. There was a feeling in my third eye when I watched it release. So there's no more hope, asked the little ladybug. He's on his last, said the psychopomp. Wait, said the opossum. You said the journey home to the one requires death. Yes, death is required, said the psychopomp. Then take mine and bring his body back, said the opossum. Cicero took off sprinting into the brush toward the nearby pond. What? An exchange won't work. It's not something I've tried. You don't understand, said the psychopomp. A moose tried to block the opossum, but Cicero slid underneath it and dove between its legs, crashing into the waterfall. I've never taken a real body back. I don't think it can pass where we're going, said the psychopomp. Air bubbles rippled across the pond, but Cicero never returned. A black abyss vibrated because I felt this light fading. Aware of his presence, I watched his light dying just like mine. Now the 28th psychopomp reached into his pocket and revealed a serpentine stone. Grabbing hold of my body, he pressed the greenish gem against my heart and took off flying towards the pond. If he's willing to die, then even I must try. Rebirth, said the psychopomp. I was deep in the psychopomp's arms when we descended into the water. All I could feel was the light of the serpentine stone in his hand as he reached toward the opossum. Cicero was never coming up. His body was pinned under the largest rock when the psychopomp's white palm took hold of him before the great white light blinded us all. Then it turned blue. A tunnel began to sprout. And I think we were going in, or maybe this was out. I was so far gone, so lost, and moving so fast that I can't remember anything. I was just over there, and now I'm...